time and it was really hot. And so it was, it was a very good race for me. And I finish and there's him and the race director and Mike Melton, the timing guy. And he's like, well, where is everybody? I'm like, it's an ultra, honey. Nobody cares. <laughs> You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, and uh, glad you're here today. Today, we'll be talking with Whitney Richmond, and she is from the Beast Coast. She is a strong runner. Uh, you'll love this interview. We talk about, man, all kinds of stuff, training, training with kids, um, uh, j- when you get into the dark place, uh, just all of the things, injuries, recoveries. So it's a great podcast. Uh, I think you'll learn a lot. I learned a lot from, from Whitney and the way she approaches things. Uh, real quick before we get started, before we get into it, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. Check it out at outlaw100.com. Uh, Outlaw Race Series is the home of the Flat Rock Triple Crown in southern Kansas, the Lake McMurtry Run, Flower Moon, and the Dark and Dirty, and those are in Oklahoma. So if you're looking for some good races, some of these are very technical, check it out. Go to outlaw100.com. And also brought to you by T8.run. It's gear for ultra runners by ultra runners. And uh, the main flagship product is the Commando Shorts and guaranteed to have you chafe free. Had a friend who messaged me. He had another law. It's been humid, like crazy humid lately here in Oklahoma. And so if you go out for a run for any length of time, you're just going to be soaking wet. So uh, one of our listeners, friend of mine, tried them out and he said, man... They work. I he was out for a long run, soaking wet the whole time, chafe free. Yeah, if you use the code fifty dash run the riot, you go to t eight dot run and use the code fifty dash run the riot, uh, and you get a discount. So check that out if you want to run chafe free. Also, just want to uh, put out there. Uh, if you go to the website, you can go to. There's a link for Patreon. If you decide you want to support the podcast, uh, throw a couple bucks a month out. If everybody does a couple bucks a month, it helps. I don't know, pay for the internet storage, whatever. Uh, you don't have to. I love doing it, but uh, any little bit will help. If you want to partner with us, show some love to the podcast. You can just go to the website www.runtheriot.com and click on that for the click on that little Patreon link, little orange P thing and uh, you can join in that one of all that stuff so here we go with a conversation from the beast coast miss whitney richmond So today on the Run the Riot podcast, we've got uh, a beast of a runner, <laughs> Whitney Richmond. <laughs> How you doing, Whitney? I am pretty good. <laughs> How you like being introduced as a beast of a runner? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's kind of flattering. I think, you know, Beast Coast is always a, a compliment. Yeah, there you go. Well, I don't know if you if you realize this, but I met you in 2017 at the Kansas Fall Ultra Extravaganza. I remember. 
Yeah, and there's a picture of us, and like, if I remember correctly, you um, you had a tough time during part of the race, right? I did. I think it was. Well, I know. So the crown of my tooth came off at mile thirty. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I was like, what do I do? And I was kind of, I mean, I wasn't going to stop or anything, but I think I started to have a rough time around then for like 20 or 30 miles. And then I turned it around. Yeah. So yeah. And 70 were the be- were. I mean, the last 30, 70 to hundred were better. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, on that race, that was my first time running, um, kind of a, a fast flat race like that. And so, uh-huh. Um, between us, um, it, there was first place. I think I was five minutes behind him in second and you were like right on my tail. You guys, I, you know, another like 10 miles and I would have passed you. Oh, there you go. I like it. I like it. Probably so. Cause I remember I was just kind of like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I didn't realize it, but I didn't realize I was so close to first place, um, uh-huh. in, and and if I'd have known that, I think I probably would have turned on the juice a little bit. But they saw me and uh, I was, you know, the headlamps and all that. I probably would have got sneaky and turned the headlamp off and all that. I was so realized I was so close to first and second because it was so dark out there. Yeah. That I couldn't see. I mean, at one point, I remember running with my pacer and we thought we kept seeing a light up ahead and we thought it was the aid station. And then we got close enough when we realized it was just the overpass. <laughs> so sad and disappointed (laughs) how would anything i mean it was just so dark yeah was but yeah that was a good race and it was cold yeah yeah i remember my my tube was freezing on that one um at the beginning i had to tuck it into my uh into my 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 shirt to to defrost and all so it was and and when i finished i went up to to first place and i was like dude how long have you been here and he's like man just five minutes and i was like oh (laughs) yeah and then a few minutes later, here comes Whitney. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all kind of just took a picture and then we just ran away to get warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well, let's let's back up a little bit. So you are you're, you're originally from the Beast Coast, right? I mean, you're, you, you live near there now. Yeah. So I live in Richmond. Well, right outside Richmond, Virginia. But I grew up in Hopkinton, Massachusetts, where okay. the marathon starts. Yeah. Um, I went to the elementary school right by the start line. So what? Yeah, I oh, there's a whole story. The first race I ever did, I dropped out of and walked home. <laughs> cool. <a> <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. We used to go watch the Boston Marathon every year and have a cookout and everything. And my mom, one year, I think it was like eight, and she's like, "You should do this 5K with me." And it started. I think it was on the same weekend in the marathon, or maybe the one before. And they did. The, they started on the start line and finished. I think on the start line. And I'm like, okay, I'd never done a race before. And we take off and we're running, and then I run by my street, and I was like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. <laughs> I just walked <laughs> no. at it myself. Yeah. So, so you, I mean, yeah. So you grew up. I mean, that I did. I did Boston in 2015, and I, I qualified again for it a few times. And and uh, but it's just it's so expensive to go. And and I kind of found ultra, so I end up doing. Uh, I enjoyed going running the mountains instead. But, um, like I, I don't know, like when I did it, I knew it was going to be awesome, but I didn't like, I don't know. It's one of those things when, when you're there, it's, it's pretty amazing. So like, you grew up with that kind of right, right there. That's amazing. Yeah. I was 11. Um, and actually my dad is now remarried, um, to our old neighbor, 
that from Boston, they live here, they live in um, a county nearby, but she had a house um, behind the start line and then the elite runners would warm up in her driveway. So the, when she lived there for the couple of years she lived there, I would take the bus out and then I would go to her house and just like sit on the steps and watch them warm up in the little driveway. Then one of the years was Lance Armstrong was running. Oh, Anyways, wow. It was, um, it was pretty cool. And when, when she moved, I said, you should put in the contract of your, when you sell the house that I should still be able to come see to your <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> wow. So, so, um, so was that kind of, I mean, the, 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 the seed was planted. Did your parents run or. Um, not really. So I was actually, uh, a competitive cheerleader in high school. And then I cheerlead, I did cheerleading at, uh, Syracuse university. So my life was, you know, revolved around it. Okay. When no, I, I mean, I was always active. I always did sports. And then I think it was 2004, I moved to Chicago and my best friend came to run the Chicago marathon and I went out and watched her and I was crying my eyes out because I was so inspired and we used to run together in college just you know a couple miles for fun I'm like yeah. well she can do this, I can do this and so then I the next day it's like I'm running the Chicago Marathon next year and so then that started all the craziness yeah. <laughs> wow so was- you know I just as any good ultra runner does you go overboard and yeah. Did almost, so yeah Wow. Running for what? Well, not 15 years. I mean, a decent amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so you just kind of, and I started, I started later too, so I can relate. I wish, I wish, don't, is there some of you that kind of wishes you just started running like that younger, running competitively younger? Yes. I I wish I had found ultras. Yeah. Because I didn't realize, like, I tapped into something. Um, that I truly enjoy and that I, the long, you know, longer distances, I am pretty, you know, at least the flatter ones so far, I'm pretty good at. So I wish I had found that earlier, but um, I like to think I'm not that old yet. I just turned 40. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Happy birthday, by the way. I saw that a few days, like four or five days ago, you turned 40. So congratulations. (laughs) Well, every little ache, I'm like, is this because I'm 40? (laughs) 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 Uh, that's awesome. Well, one of the cool things about our sport is, I mean, I'll, I'll be 46 in a couple months and, you know, we can still, still get at it and, and remain, you know, I, I feel like I'm still on, on, on certain courses, I'm still pretty competitive with, you know, and can, can hang in there pretty good. You know, I'm not Walmsley definitely, but you know, <laughs> I can do a little bit. Yeah. So, so you, what was your first, um, so, so you did, um, you did marathon. What was your first ultra marathon? Like, how did you, how did you, how did you devolve into that? <laughs> so I think my first ultra marathon was ice age 50 K and I did the Boston marathon and I was just like, yeah, that was fun. But I don't, I was just like, I didn't get the, you know, the thrill out of it. I just like the next day I was like, great, what's next? And yeah. I think, it was on a forum or something and somebody had mentioned it and I was like, Oh, that's near me. Cause at the time I was living in Chicago Yeah. And at, and at that time you could still enter it days before. And so I just, you know, entered it, went, ran it. And I thought it was so long. And I mean, I did, you know, I did fine at it. I finished like low five hours, something. I don't remember. Yeah. 
but um, I just, uh, I really enjoyed it. And I, I loved the community and I love that people weren't just staring at their watch the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about, um, I, I know when my wife did, um, she did some marathons and some races, but the first time she came in and watched me at an ultra marathon and like when I finished and, you know, toward the top and, and there's like hardly anybody there. She's like, that's it. I'm like, that's it. Let's go home. You know, <laughs> it's always like, what, what, like I ran, what was it? Lighthouse 100. And I won out, like I won overall. And yeah. I mean, it was really hot. And so it was, it was a very good race for me. And I finished and there's him and the race director and Mike Melton, the timing guy. And he's like, well, where is everybody? I'm like, it's an ultra, honey. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All upset if like, there's no, you know, a big award or anything. It's like, where's the big award? Nobody makes big awards. Although I will say for that Kansas one that I ran, they had they gave me this huge bowl full of rocks and then I had to take it home on the airplane. <laughs> well I went back and did the um the spring version of that, the Prairie Spirit. It's a, on the same course and improved my time and I and I won it. So I got a I got a a big cup of rocks too. So I was like <laughs> Yeah, and I remember they they mailed the rocks. They're like, we can mail the rocks to you, but you can take the actual trophy thing home. And I got home and I put it on the counter, and my son immediately put Hot Wheel cars in it and like used it as a bowl for his cars. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I put it the dirt the the rocks in it, they sent me. I had to put it up on the top of the bookshelf because I knew he would start playing in the dirt. So like way up high somewhere in a corner. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've got a little cabinet with, with stuff like that. But I thought that was cool. Cause it's, it's, it's what we ran on for a right. hundred miles, you know? So it's kind of a, it's a oh, unique, got, you know, <laughs> blisters. Yeah. Now, now if I remember right, you were, um, you ran that, were you trying to, were you trying to qualify for something or I don't remember? No, I, th- I set the, I set the state, record at that race the okay have the fee- i think i still have it i don't i haven't looked recently but you you might because the next year i did the um i i set the kansas state record certified record and then uh rolf smith who placed second went back and then he beat he beat it so i had it for a year but you 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 had a really good time and so you may still have the the female record i think i do i don't know we'll no, I, um well oh i remember i ran hennepin um, like a month earlier than of, and I had to drop out cause I have asthma and I've, so I had to drop out of Hennepin cause I had a asthma attack and I was uh. mad and wanted some kind of, you know, redemption. And you were, you know, when you're desperate, you're just like, I'll do whatever. So it's like, yeah, I'll go to Kansas. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What it's. I, I tell people that's a good course if you uh, if you like fast, flat, and it's got just enough little bit of up and down, and you just want to get a good PR, man. That's a that's a good course uh, if you catch the weather right too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you ran it in the spring, how was the weather? Um, it was it was a little warmer during the day, and it got it got, but it wasn't it wasn't hot. It was warmer, you know. You got a good sweat on, uh, but it, I stayed on top of my hydration, and it got cool at night. But it was it, it was good. It was comfortable temperature. It wasn't frozen like we were. Yeah, because I remember it was. I don't think it was that windy when the year I ran it, but I remember reading something. I don't know, maybe it was the next year and they were saying how windy it was one direction. So you go out one way and then if you turn around, that wind is coming at you, you have to deal with it all 50 miles. Yeah, it was 
there was uh we had it we the wind was at our back going and when i remember turning around went for prairie spirit when i did it and, and the wind was in my face but it ended up dying down a little bit as the as the toward the end of the day so i was able to kind of regroup a little bit and keep keep trucking so yeah it was it was it was good um so you um yeah i i'm i was looking at your ultra sign up and you've got you've got i mean it's just great job on you know for for somebody who didn't run you know through high school and 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 college and and all that i mean you you've you've just nailed some impressive times and i noticed like the fast fast and flat like um the pistol ultra you know i mean you it was my daughter was six months old when i did that race and i stopped and pumped twice (laughs) okay (laughs) and i was like Damn it, I'm gonna win. <laughs> so you stopped and pumped twice and you still got a seventeen twenty-five. Yeah, and I was at the time I was a little like disappointed, but then I looking back, I'm like, am I cra- I'm crazy. Like I'm, I'm, like I've only I had a baby six months ago and I pumped like this. I was like, that was great, you know, but at the time you have all these high expectations for yourself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then when I look back on it, <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay, I did pretty good. That was not so bad. <laughs> Well, well no well let's talk about being 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 a mommy and okay because like you know you know as, as guys we don't have to 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 deal with at, number one physically having a baby so now how you you got two kids right mm-hmm. all right so how old is your son so my son is five he's almost six he's supposed to go to kindergarten and um my daughter is going to be two in september so she's yeah, twenty what four months? No, that would be two. Twenty two months. Okay. Now, if I remember right, I I kind of uh, because we I followed you on social media um, after in the, our 2017 race together, and then uh, I remember seeing that you got pregnant. And you were still running while you were pregnant, right? Yes. So I so I had to do in vitro to have my son, and okay. so I I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go to the doctor and if we want to have another kid and I'm going to have to do all this, this drugs again, and it's going to take like a year and a half or something. So I ran desert solstice, um, 24 hour trying to qualify for the U S national 24 hour team. I ran that in 2017 and I did great. I qualified. I like met this great goal, but I was like, I can do better. So I was getting all planning out what races to do to, you know, get better mileage. And uh, like, what a month and a half later, I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> like what? Like so, it was that was a complete shock, um, and it was kind of in a way hard to um, work through a little bit because I had all these plans for running, and yeah. I was like, oh, you can't do this. And I mean, I could run, but I couldn't. You know, I wasn't going to go run a twenty-four hour race competitively pregnant. Um, I didn't actually do. Um, Umstead 100 when I okay. was pregnant, but I again had to drop out because of asthma. Um, I think I got like 40 miles or something in. Um, but yeah, I ran through pre- both pregnancies until I I got stress fractures in my pelvis with both pregnancies. Oh wow! My body, I don't think likes being pregnant at least and be, and running um, <laughs> physically. Um, so I. I was like five months pregnant with my son and six months pregnant with my daughter. And both times I got stress fractures in my pelvis. Wow. Stop running until I had them basically. 
Yeah. Did 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 uh did the stress fractures affect your? I mean, did you, I mean? I guess I mean you you look, seem to have two healthy children. Everything's fine. You didn't have any issues with that. You just had to stop running until you had the babies. I went to the gym. I stayed active. I mean, I the day I had my daughter, I did like a, you know, a like a Tabata workout. <laughs> so by that time it was healed, but I, starting to run again when you're nine months pregnant is just yeah. <laughs> I was like not interesting. But run, yeah. But they, uh, yeah, it was fine. And then I started running after I had them, and both times it was an easy transition back into running. Okay. How 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 quick did you did you feel like um you know after after your pregnancy did you feel like you were kind of back into form, especially having to stop while you're pregnant for you know a little longer than you think? Did you 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 recover pretty quick from having the baby and all? I did. Um, Physically, I did. I ran. Actually, I. That's funny. I totally forgot about after I had my son. I ran. I think I ramped it up too soon. Um, and we had moved. We were moving to Richmond from Chicago when he was five weeks old, and it was a lot of stress. And I think it was just too much for me. And I actually got a stress fracture in my sacrum. Then so okay. I, I was out of running for six more months. <laughs> but. Then I was okay. Then I was good. And then I like had a couple good years of races and that's when I did Kansas and all that stuff. But after my daughter, it was, I had a much better running return to running after my daughter. Um, and I have not had any knock on wood, any major injuries since I had her. So in your, in your running, uh, career, since you started running, uh, besides those, those fractures, have you had any kind of other injuries or anything that, uh, um, like I had a stress fracture, my foot, you know, the uh, first couple of years I was running marathons and I've had, you know, a hamstring thing here or yeah. something. One time I did have, um, osteitis pubis. Have you heard of that? No. What is that? <laughs> I think it's an, basically an inflammation of the pubic bones. It's huh. not a stress. It's like your pubic bones get inflamed and it's really hard to recover from sometimes. And there's no real, um, set treatment. This was, at least 10 years ago that this happened and I had to rest for a couple months. I couldn't run for a couple months and then it would, it would flare up and be painful when I was running, but it was something I started to just run through. And then eventually it just kind of healed itself with some physical therapy. Hmm. But I've heard people that are taken out of running or um, I think soccer players get it a lot and they're taken out for months, year, a long wow. time. It's a not very well known injury. Um, yeah. but other than that, no, you know, I have like the 10, you know, a little bit of tendonitis here, whatever. And then yeah. you know, a broken elbow, <laughs> but that wasn't, <laughs> that was done running, but not, not a running injury. Well, well, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Cause I definitely want to cover that. Uh, when we talk about your FKT, but, uh, do you, with your background in, uh, in uh, I know you said the competitive cheerleading, but that's a lot of gymnastics and, and yeah. stuff like that. And and you just said something about you know while you were pregnant you would you would go to the gym. Do you, as part of your regular training, do you cross train pretty regularly? I do. So um, my I started working. I have a coach now. I um, in December I started working with Patrick Reagan. Do you know? Who oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat, Mr. Metronome, man, watching him run is like amazing. <laughs> Um, and he is the nicest guy. I actually just had a phone call with him yesterday and we talked for like an hour. Um, he has 
I was always very resistant to having a coach because I really like doing my own thing. And with the kids, it was like hard to find time. Um, and I didn't want to feel like I had to do something in a certain block of time or something. But my um, friend Jasmine convinced me she's been working with him for a couple of years and she suggested him to me. And so I started working on it and I actually love it. And he has me, so I was doing like, um, kind of like hit classes or Tabata classes before, before working with him. But he started having me work with um, wearing a weight vest and doing um, lower body and push-ups and tricep dips with a weight vest on. So I do that a couple times a week and I have a whole, whole core workout. And then um, one day a week I'll do like, I'll, I bought an indoor exercise bike um, at mm -hmm. the beginning of this quarantine situation. Yeah. And um, so I'll do that or the elliptical, but I, you know, I do a lot of running, but I've always kind of been a love the gym. So I don't certainly don't shy away from cross training. I hate swimming. <laughs> it's the process of getting in the pool to me. That's the process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to deal with the swimming part, but um, I'll do it if I'm injured where I can't do anything else. Right. Basically. Right. Well, I, I'm like you. I've always liked the gym and I enjoy it. Like today was an off day for running and I still ran a couple miles to warm up and then, and then did the gym. I, I, I like that. I, I just enjoy it. And I kind of it, it's a break from the running workouts. And, you know, for me, it's just a change of pace. Like, oh, tomorrow's gym day, you know. So, it's, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, something different. Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, I've always kind of like, I, I used to go. I haven't really gone to the gym since it started, but I used to go a lot and one of the great things was that they have a wonderful, um, I call it the kid gym where they, you know, kids can go in the daycare thing. But so I would do my, all my workouts there. Well, since this happened, I can't, I don't want to take them to there. So I actually do my workouts outside on the back deck and I'll do like a half an hour of like Tabata style burpees and box jumps and all this stuff. And it, I really love to sweat. So I do it at, you know, noon, one o'clock. It's, 95 degrees outside and people are like what are you doing <laughs> so yeah, yeah that there's um, crazy whitney on the back porch again yes yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so so you you before up until you uh you signed with with uh patrick you you you, you didn't have a coach and um so what was your um I don't know what was your training like before because because I, I help I, I just started helping coach other runners but there's a part of me that want and I've never been coached but there's a part of me and I've heard of these people who are coaches who still get coached you know who's yeah uh, because of so coaches Magdalena Boulay okay yeah <laughs> Magdalena told me this I'm like okay, okay. I'm like whatever you say whatever she's like I'll do it um so yeah, no, I, um, wait, what was, I'm, I totally blanked out. What was your question? No, it just, just kind of like the, the, so transitioning from non-coach to coach, like how, you know, how different is your training and, and mindset even? Um, my training is more focused. It more, I used like before working with him, I would just be like, I'm just going to run a lot. And I didn't do a whole lot of speed work or quality. It was more just today. I feel like running eight miles at this, you know, whatever feels comfortable pace. Once in a while, I would try to do some kind of speed workout because I knew that was probably a good idea. But it was very um, just go, come, you know, like no plan. Yeah. Kind of. 
with him, he gives me, I told him when I talked to him about coaching, it's like, I'm really afraid of just somebody giving me, this is the plan, this is what you have to do, and there's no uh, flexibility. Yeah. And he's like, no, we won't do that at all. He gives me flex miles every week. So he might be like, you know, 92 miles and then five to 10 mile flex miles. And I can do them if I want, or I could, you know, if I feel like doing a little bit more one day or a little bit less another day. Um, and then there's usually one Wednesdays are usually like a quality session. Mm-hmm. I mean like some kind of speed workout or something. Um, but it's, I, especially through all of this, um, the COVID situation. And I feel like I've had to, I'm constantly taking care of people and it's one thing that I can do for myself and I don't have to think about it. It's just yeah. like, look at the plan. I'm like, what am I running tomorrow? Okay, great. And then, it, you know, and then it's like, I leave, I run, it's all about my time. And then I can come back and refocus on everything else. Yeah. Uh, like it for like I thought I it's amazing how I, I so wary about it now I just love it hmm. and it, it helps that he's such a great um not only is he a good coach as far as listening to my needs but he's also very um like yeah I if you you know if you need to spend more time with your family then just cut the run short or you know he's very flexible and everything always uh talking to me about like wants my input on everything yeah yeah it's important and, and that's what I, I tell people too you know you gotta you gotta have the right person you know um and that fits with your personality if you need a drill sergeant well you know you <laughs> you gotta find you gotta find that but but if you need somebody like you you know to work with you because you know life happens and you're you you've got a life and you've got little people that that rely upon you and a family and you know so yeah, it's he's extremely meticulous, I think, and especially with himself. And I am very it's interesting. I, I'm very type A with myself and running and everything. As far as I wanting to in competition about like with myself, but with everything else I'm pretty like whatever. Like if it, if this pot doesn't have the right lid, I'll just put something else on top. And if it's yeah. cooks, great. Like and so he um, provides that kind of structure that I don't couldn't really give myself. Yeah. So I really like. I mean, I highly recommend if you can find the right coach and somebody that works with for you. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. It, it just struck me as as, as funny that, to, like you said, um, you know, he has a coach and these people who are coaching that have coaches. But you know, now that I'm I'm coaching other people, I can I can see the benefit of that where I don't have to. Somebody's looking at what I'm doing from the outside in and they're not, you know, and they can give, you know, good, I don't know, another set of eyes and, and see things, you know, we all have blind spots and we all have, you know, things that we can improve on and they can see things that we don't. Yeah. And I also think he, I've realized like I, he, what I, one of the biggest benefits, I don't know why it took me so long to think of this is he has so much confidence in me, like more Mm. than like, so in myself and, so back in, what was it, February, March, um, back in March, he's like, let's run. I was going to run Pistol 100. And so I did a marathon a couple weeks before, and this is before Pistol was canceled. And it was it was a training run, he said. But he goes, oh, yeah, I think you'd run like a three, like three, 17, three. And I was like, what, really? 
And I hadn't been doing specific marathon training. I'd done some speed work more geared towards 100. And like, he was like, yeah, go out at this pace and just see if you can hold on to it. And I was like, okay. And I did. And I felt great. And I had more in the tank. And I felt like I could have run faster. And I was, I ran like just under 317, like 316 something. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, I never thought of myself as a, like a sub 320 marathon person because i'm i'm better at the long long stuff yeah and I hate shorter stuff and but he was right so now i have more like he thinks i can do this and i'm like okay maybe i can do that you know and he, so it gives you more confidence in yourself too and if you have confidence in your ability to do it you're more likely to do it obviously yeah yeah it's uh it's funny uh when people hear us ultra runners talk about shorter stuff the marathon <laughs> <laughs> but but you but my, but you know what, my my marathon PR, of course it was it was in Louisiana, fast and flat. But I was doing all hundred mile ultra training and jumped into it. It was a cool morning, and I kind of just said, well, I'll I'll go for it, and if I blow up, I blow up, you know. And so uh, there's something the long miles do prepare you for the marathon, and it builds your endurance and your mental. Like you're not looking at the mile markers going, oh my god, I'm at mile twenty two. Yeah. Like you don't pay attention to that really. That and and you kind of that uh, that and you get used to like the pain cave and you can just ride it out even longer. You know. <laughs> it won't last forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do you? Um. Oh, so I heard you say nine, like ninety-two miles. Uh, t- uh, your typical training. Do you, what do you max out as? You know, like you're training for a hundred miler. What's what's your what's your peak week look like? Um. So I, you know, honestly, I can't tell you specifically but i think full 100 plus mile weeks before pistol um a couple hundred back after pistol when he basically was like stay in shape let's keep you in shape in case races pop up and start happening um but usually it's like monday's a cross training day i'll do the bike or elliptical maybe i'll go for a walk with the kids or something and then tuesday's usually an easy double wednesday's a quality thursday's an easy double friday's um, easy, I, I think usually an easy double with, um, he does a lot of strides, so we'll yeah. do those a lot after it runs. And then Saturday, Sunday is usually like back to back, um, but not huge back to backs. I, I used to be like, oh, I got to do a 20 and or 30 and a 20 yeah. you know, weekend. And I think I was wearing myself out mm. more than anything. Um, and I ran like that FKT I just did. I ran that well or better than any hundred as far as like how I felt and everything, any hundred I've done. And I didn't do many back-to-backs and I didn't do huge mile, hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So it's just like, maybe I don't have to totally kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I, I, my, my, I feel like my bread and butter, but I always cycle them. I like those back-to-backs, like a 30 and a 25 is kind of where I max out on the weekends. But I always then, you know, after a couple weeks of those, I have a, a, a low week and I like that. But you know what I think? I You talked about the FKT you just did. I think there's something to be said about even the, the years of, of doing it, you know? Um, I, I, there's, there's, there's something to be said for longevity and just being consistent in training too. I mean, would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. Um, I, and it's, but it's not only physically, but mentally too. I mean, you're just like, Oh, I, I've been in this place before when you're, you know, you're having a bad 
patch and you can pull on your experience of doing these before. Yes, definitely. I, um, I've gotten to think like hundred miles is not really that far, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that far. Um, and I, I really like, I've kind of gotten to think that, I mean, yeah, sure. It's a day or plus or minus, but if you think about the, once you you do a bunch of them, you're like, okay, well, I'll be at this many miles soon enough. And granted, sometimes it feels longer than others, but yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't mean I want to go do a 200 mile race like you. But that, that, I was going to ask. That was my next question. Well, you know, they got further now. <laughs> um, I think someday I, I, I'm the kind of person who's like, let's see if I can. Um, so someday when my kids are a little bit older and I have the time to. You know, right now, if I want to go to a race, it's like find somebody to watch the kids for multiple days and, you know, or leave them with the husband and find somebody else to help me at the race. So, yeah. And when you you do 200 miles, it's 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 multiple days. And yeah, it's it's tough. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about about um, training and and just uh, with with young kids. I mean, both your kids are are really young. How do you fit that in? (laughs) Uh, we know you, you get out on the back porch and, and do your thing during the middle of the day while they're napping or whatever. Uh, how do you get your runs in? I, so I get up and run before my husband has to start. He's working at home right now, but he, he's like, he wants me to be home by eight 30. So I, which is actually not that early. I mean, I don't, usually I don't have to get up before six unless I'm doing, I coach the marathon training program too here. And, right. um, I have to on Saturdays, but other than that, I get up early. I run, do my, you know, longer run in the morning and then I'll either, I have a treadmill at home, so I'll I'll stick them in the playroom and run the treadmill, or I have a single Bob, a double Bob. And I'm, um, sometimes when my daughter is napping and I used to do this with my son before she arrived is I would, um, especially if it's hot out because I love running in the heat, I just put the monitor on the driveway and then run laps in front of the house and just come check it every like mile, basically. Um, and as somebody who's run for 24 hours around a track, I don't find that incredibly boring. So, <laughs> okay. And plus I just leave my water bottle there. So I don't have to care anything. Um, <laughs> and I just, like, well, they'll be fine. Um, I can always see the house. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah, I had, you know, so you have to get creative and, and, um, with my son, he's starting to be able to ride his bike um, on, you know, maybe a four or five mile run. Granted, there's more stops than I would like, but yeah. so then I only have to push my daughter in the stroller. Um, and I also have been known to like, hey, let's go see this construction site. It's only like, you know, seven miles away. <laughs> and <then we> run, <laughs> or, run to playgrounds, play on the playground, run home. I mean, it's not ideal as far as getting a longer run in you're splitting it up technically but if that's how i can get my miles in then that's how it is you know yeah um, yeah when my husband's in town and um not working he works a lot but when he's in town it's pretty doable it's if he he works in advertising and he makes commercials so sometimes oh. one time he was in spain for like two months and <sighs> yeah and so wow. trying to, like that means unless i get a babysitter I'm not going out by myself. Yeah. Um, so you know that that requires a lot more um, employing other like babysitters or my mom lives close by. She's incredibly busy, but 
she will help out if she can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just like I new parents. I always tell them, like, you just have to fit it in where you can. And it's not always going to be ideal. Yeah. But I mean, and and you have to know that, like, sometimes your kid might wake up throwing up and you're not going to be able to get run in or it might only be half an hour versus an hour or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. The mom but, life. <laughs> yeah. We get older and, and hopefully when they have school again, I know they're just announced virtual school here. So um, I was all like, oh, this will be great. He'll be in kindergarten all day. And I can, she's going to go to this two morning week preschool thing and I can run. And now I'm like, well, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we had to wait a little longer. <laughs> but, stage is on hold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, Hey, the benefit of, of, if you pushing a, a stroller, you know, that's, that's good workout. Oh my God. A double. Have you ever pushed a double stroller? No, no, I haven't. It's a good hundred pounds. And I, there's, I can't push it up many of the Hills. Like I am just power walking up the Hill and, but I just figure it's, I was like, it's still a good workout. And sometimes I, I've been, you know, I'm like, oh, I have to do like 15 miles and then I'll get to 11. And I'm like, I feel like it's been 15 miles. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe it has. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that is quite a workout and it will make you feel pretty fast when you run by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I tell a lot of people, um, you know, if you if you want to run an ultra, um, you know, you can do it, but you've, you've got to, you got to put the work in, you know, you've got to find, and, and, uh, I, I do the same thing as you. I'm, 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 and I'm, I'm wired that way. I'm up early. I'll just get up early anyway. You know, this morning I really didn't get, have to get up that early, but I did, you know, um, just, if what, I don't what's have, that? I'd love to sleep. If I don't have to get up early and my husband lets me, I will sleep till like eight thirty. I will sleep for like nine or 10 hours. If I, <laughs> I mean, but then I feel worse actually during the day. Yeah. But, much <laughs> but there, there's something to be said though about like like it when it's like nine o'clock and you know you've already got a long run in and that's also true see and then i love the feeling as well so yeah. i i never regret it if i get up and run yeah but like i i'm like i don't want to get up but then but then i think to myself this is my only chance to be by myself all day so yeah 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 and or you know and, and if you get up early and run then when the kids take a nap you can take a nap too um, yes i do that Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's okay. That's recovery time. <laughs> well, my son doesn't nap, but I'm like, here, you watch the iPad for an hour. I'm yeah. going to. <laughs> there you go. Oh, your son doesn't nap. That's rough when kids don't nap, man. <laughs> well, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, he doesn't. She does, but. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, she stops napping. <laughs> yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about your uh, your recent FKT. So, tell me about the um, the what's what's the name of the trail? Uh, the Virginia Capital Trail. It um, they actually it's pretty recent. They just finished it. It took them like ten years to build it, and they just mm. finished it five years ago. Um, and it goes from Richmond to Williamsburg, so it's fifty one point two miles. Technically, I think it goes a little bit longer, which my, was my mistake. So I ran the one way okay. um, in April. It was the same weekend as the Boston Marathon. That's all I remember. And I stashed water. So I did it totally self-supported. Okay. And I stopped and refilled my water like halfway through. Um, and then I just had my husband pick me up at the end of the run. And so I got the FKT for overall and self-supported for the one way. I think another guy 
um, has done it since, but he did it supported. And okay. then I got kind of like, I need, I was uh, like, as soon as I finished, I was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and my husband who at the time he, he was not comfortable with, um, like crew it, like helping me on the trail because he wasn't, this was right at the beginning of um, when cases really started rising and he was just not comfortable being outside of other people around. And I really, I didn't see anybody for like 15 miles. I mean, it was yeah very sorry, but <clears throat> um, so the first time I didn't have help, but then <laughs> as when I suggested it to him, I brought it up to Patrick. I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? He jumped on it. He's a like, great idea. Love it. Let's do it. So <laughs> all my husband, I was like, so um, what would you say if I wanted to do the out and back? And he's like, oh, I already knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they know us. Our spouses know us. <laughs> like, as you finish the one way, I just saw your face and I just knew you were going to do this. <laughs> like, I didn't know when. <laughs> so um, I made a plan with Patrick to do it um, before the summer got really hot. Um because it can get, you know, hot and humid here and feel like 105, 110 or whatever. But, yes, yeah, so we did it in, what was that, beginning of June? The weekend before Father's Day. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I had, that one was supported. I, my husband, because it was going to be like 90 degrees, I was like, I'm going to need some ice and, you know, yeah. and 100 miles. And I also didn't feel the bike, so it's a paved bike path. Um, it's pretty flat, and there's some you know, rolling little hills, but there's a lot that's exposed. It goes through some plantation areas where there's no tree. And um, so I had a, my husband and my kids came and helped me a little bit. And then I had a group of like four or five friends who are also fellow marathon coaches. And they came and basically like traded off, leapfrogged and took turns helping me. And um, it was, that was amazing. I wouldn't have finished if it wasn't for them because I don't think, I mean, maybe I would have, but it would have been really ugly and yeah. certainly not fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, the weather, it was like, oh, yeah, it'll be partly sunny. And I was like, what the, not, no. <laughs> so sunburned. There was not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was, um, it was a great day. And I almost always in a hundred miler have this like mental block. I don't know if you go through this at all, but it seems like my like 30 to 50, I get this feeling like this sucks. I don't want to do it. What if I roll my ankle or I, I fall over and I hit my head and I don't know going. But then, and like, and I, I've gotten used to myself doing like doing that. So I'm gotten more prepared mentally for that but and then once i get to 50 miles i'm like okay let's do this and yeah. then i i'm like turn around we're going for the finish but that day i didn't have a single thought like that i was just so i think because i've been with my kids so much and like <laughs> nothing really to focus on myself i was just like had just no net negative thoughts and it was just enjoying the day it was awesome except for you know, breaking my arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened? That it was what mile ninety seven. Um, so or ninety. At night, I wanted people out there um, with me, either running nearby me or or on their bike um, at night to just to make sure that I was safe. You know, you never know who or what animals are out there. Um, yeah. It's not like a very populated area, 
and my friend was riding his bike uh, kind of like diagonally behind me and he had a light on his bike for us and the trail turns at a certain point and he didn't realize the trail turns and I turned like right into in front of him and he hit me with his bike and I went flying and he went down I don't remember if he went down but um and I I was like oh I'm okay I'm okay you know and this is mile 94 it was um a little shy of 103 miles basically and I stood up and and another girl was there running with us and I was like I can't straighten my arm. And she's like, well, oh, that's just blood flow. That happened to me one time. And once you stop running, it'll, it'll be fine. It was like, <laughs> you know, and it didn't, it hurt. And I was like, mm, I might've really done something. I actually had a major cheerleading injury to that, the same elbow. Yeah. Ago. So I was like, maybe I did something like that. Like it was a more an issue. And I, next time we, stopped to see my friends who were helping me they handed me a, a bottle of coke and i tried to open it and i couldn't open it i was like uh. and then when i finished i got in the car and i tried to turn the key in the car and i couldn't turn it it was like we might have any real like i might have broken my arm so i didn't hurt that much until a couple hours later yeah <laughs> <these> yeah <laughs> they're like uh, I think I need to go to the ER or something. <laughs> um, it was funny because I got home. I finished like, I don't know, 1 a.m. or something. And it, the start finish where I parked was a half hour from my house. So I drove home and I pull in the garage and my husband comes out and he's like, how'd it go? And I was like, great, but I think I might have broken my arm. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um the people at the hospital thought it was quite an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you did you just have to, to sling it for a while? Yeah, they just. It's funny because they were just like, "Oh yeah, you broke your elbow. Here's a sling. See you later." I'm like, what? <laughs> like no cast, no. You know, I said, "Well, what do you suggest? I have a a, a twenty, you know, a like a one and a half year old in diapers. Yeah. Like, what do I? They're like, um. Well, it's not going to make it worse if you use your arm. It's just going to hurt a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I an ortho orthopedic doctor and, um, you know, follow up with him. And it was funny because he's like, I said, so can I run? And he said, well, I'd recommend you don't because you could trip. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to hurt the bone at all, right? He's like, no. I'm like, okay. Just, just don't fall. Just remember, don't fall. <laughs> don't fall. And I'm like, got it. <laughs> You run with elbow pads or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. He, when I, I went back for a follow-up last week, and he's like, so I bet you uh, really are anxious to get back on that Capitol trail. And I was like, what? I was like, I've been running. He goes, I know you have. He's like, I know yeah. you <laughs> Yeah. So what was your time on the uh, – what was your time, first of all, uh, when you did the, the one-way on it? Uh, the one-way, I think, was like 741. Nice, nice. And then yeah. so what was the full – the full was seventeen thirty two. Nice. That sounds about what I remember seeing. Uh, um, and I was pretty, you know, I was pretty happy with that. Um, that was actually the goal was seven. Like Patrick said, you know, shoot for seven thirty, and if you know if it's too hot, you might have to slow down. Maybe you'll then make it eight thir eighteen thirty or whatever. It yeah. was hot. I think I was disappointed in myself that I walked a bit more than I wanted to during the day. Um, some spots, but looking back on it, it was hot and you know, I had to eat and I can't, I have a hard time eating when it's and running at the same time when it's really hot as I'm sure yep. a lot of people. 
So I was like, well, I should just walk and eat versus feel sick for longer. Well, and you know, you know, doing that, you might have, um, you might have given yourself what you needed to speed up when it when it right. got cooler. You know, my last two hundreds recently, I've had to do that. It, it was hot during the day, so I just had to consciously make myself back off during the day. You know, so I can, you know, do something to rally at night, and I usually rally pretty good at the right. end. So yeah, um, yeah. I the best I did all day probably like mile eighty. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was look. I was running, and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it's running that fast. I'm like, well, let's see. You know, you kind of like try not to look because you don't want to know because it's <laughs> like go don't, with it. Yeah. Don't you hate when you're running? You feel like I'm flying and you look down and it's like 10 minute mile or 11. It's like I'm not flying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, I was going to tell you, I can totally relate to when you uh, when you said uh, between the 30 and 50, sometimes I've hit that that funk sometimes as early as mile 25 and and if you're not careful you can start to like this is going to be a if i'm at 25 and feeling like this but with the experience i know you know it's gonna it's gonna change you know yeah, yeah. but i don't think i've ever run 100 where i haven't gotten to where like this sucks i should quit this is stupid why <laughs> you know my first 100 i did it was like that was, it was like, everything just kind of went great. And I didn't really ever, I mean, maybe I had a little bit of like around mile 40, it was like, oh, this is a, like, can I do this? Yeah. Cause I never had it before, but I had a great, like mentally had a great race. So then the second one I did, I remember I started getting this, like this sense of doom basically. <laughs> and I almost quit at mile 50. Like people, like I sat down for almost an hour and people were like, I was dizzy. People were like feeding me. It was, I, part of it was medically induced. Like maybe I should stop cause I'm going to pass out or maybe, but then they kind of nursed me back to health. And I even told my husband I was quitting. And then he came up and I was like, Oh, I'll see you later. I'm going back out. <laughs> and I finished and I still did. I, well, I finished like seven thirteen, seventeen thirteen, or something like that. And I was like, it just showed me that I had, you pull from those experiences. So, you know, yeah, it might, I might feel awful right now, but I can get out of this. And yeah. those is also teach you how to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you're running along and you're like, hello, darkness, my yeah. old friend. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I to myself during a race. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Well, so, I mean, so you've, you've run these, you like those, uh, tell me about running. I haven't done a 24 hour on a track yet. Um, I think, you know, Wyatt Hawkmeyer from, from, uh, here. I don't know if, uh, yeah. well, he's the can't, he was at the Kansas race. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was. And it, like, and, and I think Jacqueline, uh, long was, um, uh, was pacing you at that particular yeah. race. Well, and, but he puts on some of those, um, you know, the, the track races here, right, right down the road from me in a while. So I hadn't done one yet. You, I mean, some people really love them and some people are just like, no, not for me. I'm, I don't want to do only those. There are people yeah. that will just do only those. Um, and I don't think I would enjoy doing it just to run around the track. Um, I, I enjoy it to have a mileage goal um, and to try to make the U.S. team, which is one of my long, you know, one of my goals. Um, and 
I, but I, what I really like about it, people are like, oh, aren't you bored? Like, actually, not really, because you get to see everything happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a point to point or maybe an outback or something, you pass somebody and you don't see them again. And you, yeah. so you don't, but this, you see people like getting help from their crew and, or like maybe there's somebody over there puking. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can kind of not only competition wise see what's going on, but it's also just like, it's interesting to watch like how people handle things or like um, Bob Hearn. He had, has a whole schedule for like, he runs six laps and then walks one or something. You know, he has like all these kind of mathematical equations worked out of how to run the most miles for him. And so it's interesting to see everybody's strategy and you can see those strategies play out. Um, And it's also the last like four hours, I think I've heard to it referred to as like the golden, instead of the golden hour, it's like the golden four hours. Yeah. And the, the look on everybody's face, if they're really gunning for high mileage, you, they look like death. I mean, it's just <laughs> an alien, but, <laughs> and it's amazing to watch um, what, like the fact that like what's them do it and what's going through their mind or not going through their mind, you know? And it also, <clears throat> the first time I did one was at desert solstice in 2016. And I just had a bad day and, but I stayed out on the track and I walked and I ran a little for the last like four ish, six ish hours. And the, I purposely stayed on the track because I wanted to see what somebody who did it well, what they looked like and how awful they like. I wanted to know, like, this is what it's going to take. Yeah. And this, I'm going to look and how I'm going to I'm going to feel like this. And so the next year I came back and I, I did do well. And I remember in those last four hours thinking, this is what Courtney looked like last year or yeah. whoever. Um, and, and this is what it should feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing to watch, you know, and, and I've talked with Camille before and I mean, you know, yeah. and, and I guess, okay, I'm thinking from, you know, I run these mountain races and, and, you know, in a lot of these races, even the, 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 the ones in Kansas, you end up in no man's land for like, forever and so that that has its own challenges so i guess this would be it's monotonous yes but but there's there's things happening there's people you know yeah i think i always also like as a as a um true like i'm pretty introverted and so i like the comfort of knowing that i'm not far from my home base so to speak yeah that's another thing i like about it um, and you also, you don't have to carry anything cause it's true, but, so, but every lap, I guess you could, yeah, you're looking at the chair every, every, every quarter of a mile too. And have a chair sitting right there. You just okay. okay. They, they usually set up the tables, but there are right on the, you know, tracker. Um, but there are, there are people that do them just you know, to go out and just be out there for 24 hours and they might like run some and then take a nap or, um, but I don't think I could, I can't, I don't like, I don't work that way. You know, they ask you, and I'm sure they ask you this when you say, yeah, I run a hundred mile race. They're like, Oh, did you take a nap? Did you, do you stop and eat you? And I'm like, no, I mean, not, and you're not the faster ones, maybe in the mountain, you know, if it was really difficult, but like, they're like, what? You don't nap? I'm like, no, I just don't. Op-. I'm like, no, I just go. You got to go. 
Yeah. Yeah. Give me what I can. Yeah. Grab, grab this, grab that, take a bite, grow. Yeah. 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 And, and I guess I guess for something like that, you'd have to have the mentality because it could be dangerous if, if you're used to at it, you know, especially spaced out aid stations, you're used to kind of maybe taking a few minutes. Well, you just you have to discipline your time like, OK, if I'm going to take some time, it's going to have to be after I've done, you know, so many miles and I can take this long, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you don't I don't think I I think I sat down in the 24 hour races I've done. I, I probably sat down for like I think I sat down when I felt a little dizzy or something, you know, ate some mashed potatoes. But then even if you're walking, you're still making, you know, maybe yeah. you have to walk, but you're still make, making progress. I think Camille, I heard her talk about when she did her world record, I think she walked for a couple laps at one point because she didn't feel good or something. Yeah, that blows my mind. <laughs> In 2017, she was there and she did – um, was a hundred mile world. She did some or 12 hours or something record. And I remember she, she finished the 12 hours and she was like, yeah, I'm going to keep going. And then she went and she sat down and ate this giant sub. I was like, how is she eating that? <laughs> I drank a beer. And then her husband, Connor's like, okay, get back out there. Whatever. And she spent, she went back out and she was like, no, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she's done. And I think this was right after she had run, run her tunnel Hill world record. And, okay. So maybe she, like she's probably just like my body is just like toasted, but I it baffled me like some people can I don't know if you can eat stuff like that but I can't eat like a sub somebody when I was running the my first hundred mile race they're sitting there eating a sub and I'm like what <laughs> like chicken wings at the aid station it's like, chicken with chicken <laughs> I I. For for a hundred milers, no, I can't. I, I mean, uh, even like a, a quesadilla sometimes. Sometimes I can I can take it and eat it a little bit. But um, that's the difference. Like in a two hundred miler, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm you know you're taking a lot. It's a different mentality, and I'm eating cheeseburgers and stuff, you know, at the aid station. So, <laughs> but but hundred milers hard. Well, aren't you aren't you fat adapted like a keto or fat adapted or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't probably you're not used to eating much when you run anyway right right and and but i still like uh well for the 200 milers um i'll, I'll eat you know the the burgers and stuff like that and but um yeah i'll, I'll eat mostly just kind of whatever whatever if feel you know whatever feels good i'll eat it you know at the aid station grab it and go and um uh i try to do i've, I've been experimenting lately uh with different things trying to figure out the best way you know playing with noon playing with some different electrolyte mixes and stuff like that what do what do you uh what do you kind of tr- trickle with? What do you have in your water bottle and what do you eat? Basically stick to like honey stinger, chews and waffles. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on their team. I don't know. They have a couple of different, I'm the elite team. I don't know if what, yeah, they don't, they don't pay for my race entries or anything, but I get some free stuff. And, um, and so, but I do actually, I use their products before. Yeah. Added. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I get sick of the sweet stuff. I, same. So I try like potato chips I can kind of do, um, but mostly I just uh, granola bars, but I can't eat a lot at once. So I tend to eat like a very little bit, like every 10 minutes, you know, something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do like noon though. I don't drink it so much in races, but I definitely drink it a lot before and after. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I'm on the the other honey stinger team or whatever. And like the last couple of races, I, I do their just their their gels. But I, I'm like you. I, I like the natural stuff. I like the sugar. But after a while, it's it's just too too much sweet, you know. So yeah. I have to have to transition and do whatever I can. Chips. Watermelon's always good when it's hot. <laughs> Not a lot of calories, but I drink a lot of Coke, and I also like um, the vanilla frappuccinos in yes. the bottle. Yeah, do the same thing. Yes. So like half of those and that's like a good hundred calories just like in half a and ton of like i mean it gives you sugar and yeah you know, yeah and caffeine do you do you uh do like i i used to do two weeks out now do about a week out i kind of quit caffeine ahead of time do you do that used to like at first i i tried to do that um it's kind of rough I mean, a couple times and then i was just like screw this like <laughs> it's the same it's like with i'm like i can't go like I'm not gonna sacrifice, and honestly, it hasn't made a difference in my rate. Really? I, I may I may have to quit that because I like my coffee, man. <laughs> um, granted, I've never run like I don't think I even did it before my 24 hour. I've never run more than 24 hours. So okay. if I had a race, you know, longer, 200, maybe I would. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I I love to drink. I love wine, and I've been drinking it a little bit more than normal through all this COVID stuff and <laughs> I'm like you know I should probably not drink a glass the night before like a quality session or like if I have to get up really early and do a long run and I'm like screw it and then it like gets like five o'clock I'm like forget it I'm, I'm <laughs> and it, but like I was telling my coach was like it hasn't I was like I still I don't feel, I feel great when I run I don't I haven't had a bad you know if it starts to affect my running right so yeah. I'm like two nights before a race I'll might not drink wine. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> I'm like, life's too short. Like, why am I going to? It, yeah. It's, it's to find a balance on, you know, living life and, and doing this thing. And, and, uh, I, um, yeah, now that now now here's one thing I do do during a race, whether whether I uh, I quit with the caffeine or not is I'll wait during the day and I'll save that caffeine for at night. Yeah. I can and, do that around, um, you know, 50 miles. I'm like at 50 miles, I can have caffeine. Yeah. And I'll drink one of those whole things, 200 calories and just, yeah, rocket fuel after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Well, I know. But at the end of the day, I'm like, look, it's not like I'm making money off of this. And so, you know, I'm not going to give up what I the, the things I really enjoy, like uh, wine and popcorn and ice cream. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like, so, I thought about the whole that adapted keto thing and i'm like i just don't care that much <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i it's it's good and uh i get to enjoy bacon and i do we do you know we we have our cheat days and stuff and so i still enjoy you know ice ice cream and other stuff for a time and and they're actually having some keto okay. ice cream in the, in the freezer aisle at the store some keto ice cream yeah if i see i don't like bacon and i feel oh. like wait I, wait what <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> and I don't really like ham. For some reason, I, I like, you know, I eat chicken and I just not a big, I'm not a big red meat person and I just have never liked bacon. Huh. Yeah. And You're communist. Would, like, <laughs> 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 I'm just joking. So I like feel like whenever people talk about this, this um, keto, high fat, low carb stuff, they always are talking about bacon. I'm like, well, I don't like bacon. So why would I, I that doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you, yeah, you you got to do your thing. So, yeah. 
Well, uh, so so what's next for you, Whitney? Um, so I I'm hoping that um, Jason Green is going to have the Yeti 100. Okay. Um, in September, Patrick and I both are going to trying to do that. So um, I see it if I could get a spot in that. And other than that, I don't have anything I'm signed up for. I did originally at the beginning of the year um, try to sign up for Desert Solstice. 24-hour December to try to run a um, qualifying distance, but they, I don't even know if they're going to have the race, you know, it's like, and I also don't know, I don't know, my husband is, is a little more um, cautious about COVID stuff than me, and like, I, it's not the kind of thing where he probably, I would need him to probably come and help me at the race, and yeah. well, maybe, but I don't know if he'd be comfortable getting an airplane or me getting an airplane, you know? So yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, if I can think of other cool FKT type stuff to do around yeah. here, I would do that. Um, I've been kind of thinking, I'm like, where is there other cool trails? And I'm trying to kind of think of something because I'm the kind of person who I don't like, I'll run regardless, Right. but it's really nice to have some kind of, you know, goals. How's your fitness, you know, measure, and and all this training that you're putting in kind of to see where it gets you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I like, I like, I like having something on the calendar just to work toward and it just, just gives me focus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they're doing, you, you did a race recently, right? I did. I did the, the silver heels 100 in, um, in, um, fair play Colorado and, oh. I think they he did a good job of you know you you wore the 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 bluff over your face at the start you were temperature for everyone the aid stations um you had to pull your bluff over your face and you pretty much put your hand out or a container and they would use tongs to you know put food and and yeah anytime you were passed or crossed somebody on the the trail you would pull the buff over your face unless they said we're cool let's just run you know and yeah. when it's and honestly when it's hot outside and you're you're running and it's you know it's there's yeah. anyway i wasn't concerned about it that way but but i thought it was it was done well and so it was a tough mountain race uh i'd never um finished a hundred miler in over 24 hours this one took over 24 hours right. the altitude and everything it was tough but uh at altitude or anything what's that do you live at altitude no i'm in oklahoma where yeah like the middle like the flat flat lane yeah so, I'm, I'm so flat and, I, and and so getting up there you know we started at 9900 feet and went up it's just to that i didn't i oh. just kept i just i just kept moving my i mean my uh difficult and i'm doing it yeah yeah it's one of those things i just i wanted to get it done and uh i, I probably need to like look at a tent or doing some you know some training or something but anyway i just got it done push myself so um but anyway i i thought they did a good job and so i and i think some other races are starting to look at some of those protocols and so hopefully you know we, we'll get some you know we can still race you know right. um yeah yeah so the town where yeti 100 is it's Damascus, Abington, Virginia. It's like right near the Tennessee border, middle of, I mean, nowhere. It's not near any big cities. And I think the town wants to have the race. Oh, nice. Um, on a money in. Um, and so, and it's a fantastic race. And it's a, you know, kind of a rail trail type. It's not a single track. You can spread yourselves out. Um, you could easily have, not use the aid stations and have someone be your personal crew or whatever. Right. Um, 
my only question about it is, so I did it last year and we, you had to get in a van and shuttle up to the top of the mountain mm. for the start. So you could get dropped off, but it wasn't a ton of um, space to drop off. Yeah. So imagine like, I mean, I guess maybe he would do everybody's good. I don't know, but it remains to be seen. So, but right now I'm training as if I'm running it. There you go. There you go. That's a cool buckle. <laughs> it is. I, that was the third race that I had to drop out of because of my asthma. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I, I have three races, but um, I was really bummed because I really wanted the buckle. Yeah. I don't even really care about like buckles and stuff, but that one was cool. Cause I think my son would have liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what That's like when I got that one at Kansas, it had the train on it. Yeah. And I brought it home and I was, he's like, this is awesome. Like he just, I gave it to him and he was, thought it was great. Cause he was at the time obsessed with all kinds of vehicles. Trades. Yeah. Well, uh, real quick before we, before we uh, get off, I know you got stuff to do, but tell me about like your asthma. What, what triggers it? Is it just dust or is it just. Um, yeah. Like, like allergy stuff, um, mold, like one of the races I ran where I had to drop out, it was right next to um, Hennepin 100 up in Illinois. It was like right next to a um, canal. Okay. Windy day and it was humid out and it was just bad combination. Um, and, and, you know, it's kind of like in the spring and fall, it's kind of a, like I, I can cross my fingers and I can take my medicine and hope that it'll be fine. And I have my rescue inhaler with me, but sometimes I just, it's just nothing you can do about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it usually it I know it's not it's going to be an issue by like mile 20, 25. I'm like, this feels a lot harder than it should. And I'm not never like gasping for breath. Right. But it's just a feeling in my chest. And it's like I'm running and, you know, I feel like I, I should I'm running a certain pace and I look down and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not even going that fast. And I shouldn't feel like this right now type of thing. Um, And then. Yeah, so when I did Yeti, I actually, I think I stopped like 38 or I can't remember what aid station. And they didn't have medical staff right there, but I was driving back to my hotel and I saw an ambulance like in a gas station and I asked them if they could check me out. And they're like, yeah, they gave me some oxygen and they ended up just treating me right in the ambulance because they said if they brought me to the hospital, I would have to pay for it. Yeah. wrote it off or something and but then it was kind of a blessing in disguise in a way I mean you never want to drop out of a race but then I got to help my friend um because she didn't have any there anybody there crewing with her and then she ended up winning the oh nice I um it was I got to like help out an aid station for five or six hours and it was it was actually turned out to be a lot of fun yeah Um, it reminds me of how much I like to help and crew and you know, me on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. I know it's a, um, you know, a bummer you train for a race and then, you know, to have that, have that, Oh, here we go again with yeah. asthma or something. But, uh, but you know, you, you, it's one of those things where you can't, can't plan for it. I mean, you know, right. you, I mean, you take, you know, you can go to your doctor and, and get your medicines and stuff, but you can't control the weather. And it's just, it's kind of like I, some, and, and I, I think, when I had to drop out of something or I had a bad run, a long run or something. And um, I haven't had a drop out of any races since I've been being coached, but I had a, a bad run because of asthma one time um, in the past couple of months. And that Patrick said, don't beat yourself up. Don't feel too bad. I was like, I don't feel bad at all because it's not, I can't control it. Like it's, yeah. I did what 
good. And, you know, some days you just have bad runs and that's how it is. And you move forward and go to the next one. Yeah. So I wasn't, you know, it's like, I try not to get too, like, yeah, it sucks, but I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And I'm not, certainly not going to, like, people are like, well, why don't you keep going to 50? I'm like, why? So I can, like, possibly put myself in a worse medical state. Right, especially, and, and it's probably you just get lack of oxygen, and so, you know, your your right. your, your body's slowing down, and yeah. like you said, it get, it'll just get worse, so, yeah. Yeah. Well... Well, hopefully, uh, you know, I know some of those things, hey, even at, at 40 years old, they say you can grow out of it. So, you know. <laughs> oh, really? I've never heard that. Yeah. Sometimes you can grow out of asthma. That's weird. Oh, uh, I grew it like, until like 10, 12 years ago. So. Oh, oh wow. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I did have a little. Who knows? I was yeah. premature. I was a, I'm a twin. Oh. Was, they thought I was dead when I was born. I had pneumonia. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, story. Um, I didn't walk till I was 16 months. Like she's like, look at you now. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. That's awesome. So I um, yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll grow out of it. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, Whitney, I uh, I've I've enjoyed following you and watching the things you do and and knowing you know at, that you're uh, a mom and you know I don't know just and just. You're coming from a, a dad who works and has all this stuff too, you know, I relate to that and, yeah. and just, and just watching you, you know, drop these fast times and keep pushing. I, I love watching that. So, uh, keep it up and I hope, uh, I hope we can start racing again pretty soon and, uh, you know, maybe desert solstice will happen and you can, um, you know, cross a few extra miles off of that and, yeah. you know, hit, nice. <laughs> yeah, get, get on the, get on the U S team. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, and hopefully, you know, obviously, we'll get back to racing eventually. Hopefully, we'll get to see each other again at a, another race. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be real cool. I, I'm thinking about uh, you know, jumping into a Kansas one again, see if I can improve my time. We'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> if it goes, how far away is that for you? It's about three, three and a half hours. It's not bad. Oh, and and it's twice a year. I'd be. Oh yeah. I would totally. Well, I was I was going to do it this year. I was going to go try to PR my 50 um, and then uh, they didn't have it. And I was like, they didn't have it. There's like I ran next to nobody forever for that race. That's like the perfect COVID race. You know? In the race. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, if you decide to, to hit that one again, you know, uh, l- let me know. And, you know, <laughs> we may have a crew from Oklahoma yeah. up there again. A record away. I might have to come back and get it back or something there you go there you go well well you take care out there and uh we'll talk again soon all right okay thank you all right take care Wendy. bye bye thanks